Episode number 281, Digital Outreach with Chuck Scoggins. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, this is Making Sunday Happen, the definitive podcast for those who plan, create, and execute worship experiences all around the world. Today on the podcast, I talk with my buddy Chuck Scoggins. Chuck is a church communications guy. He is a master. You're going to love hearing from him. We are going to be talking about how you can reach your community digitally through your worship experiences and other activities at your church. Before we jump in with Chuck, let's check the mailbag. I'll share two testimonies this week. The first one comes from Levain Davis in our Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. Levain says, Our online presence through this pandemic has grown, and the reach through live streaming and pre-recording has been a blessing far more than we can imagine. Our YouTube channel jumping past the 100 mark within weeks. Awesome. Levain. Also from Chris Melton in our Facebook group, Chris says, We had live streaming prior to COVID. Managing that in the midst of a pandemic proved challenging, but also successful. Our people have responded extremely well. Several have gotten saved. Finances are doing better than ever before. People are giving and helping each other. We are running our first ever food box giveaway with several hundred boxes and tons of volunteers already signed up. Love these testimonies, guys. Thank you for sharing. Really appreciate it and uh, love hearing what's going on at your church. And I would love to hear from you guys. You're welcome to email me directly at carl at 1230.media or you can find me on social media at Carl Barnhill. Just share a testimony uh, with what God is doing uh, at your church through your worship experience. Uh, worship experiences or through a ministry in your church, I would love to share what God is doing on the podcast with our listeners. It's always an encouragement. It's an encouragement to know what God is doing in churches all around the world and to know that we're not alone. So feel free to send in a testimony. I would love to share it. All right, my conversation with the shiny bald wonder that is Chuck Scoggins is on the way. And how will they know? How will they hear the stories of people like Nadia and Jacqueline? That's why we need you, the National Association of Religious Broadcasters. It's through the reporting and storytelling that you do of organizations like yours that can serve as catalysts for advocacy. Since 1944, the NRB has been a light unto the world. And today, your 1,100 members reach countless millions in this nation and across the globe. So let me first off take this opportunity just to thank you for all that you've done for faith and freedom over the years. The work of the NRB has borne fruit for generations. And I want you to tell people about Jesus. And if religious broadcasting is about anything, then it has to be about that. And I encourage you tonight to be bold, to be clear, and to be about the business. The gospel of Christ compels contrite, compassionate, courageous action on a multiplicity of culture issues. So let's apply it consistently across our culture while spreading this gospel intentionally across all cultures. And in the end, when our time is done, may it be said of us that we loved the Lord and we led his church. 
demonstration of his glory, the display of his gospel amidst the most pressing social issues of our Hey guys, I've been serving with the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, since 2004. I want to strongly encourage you to attend the 2021 convention in Grapevine, Texas. Amazing speakers, workshops, and more. You can visit nrbconvention.org to register. nrbconvention.org. Hey guys, today I welcome my buddy Chuck Scoggins. Chuck is the former executive director at the Center for Church Communication. He's worked as a creative director at several large churches and now helps mission-minded organizations with their messaging and marketing alignment as CEO of Mission Align. All-around church communications guru is the official word, I think. Chuck, what's up, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me today, Carl. Man, I wish I could have a uh, a well-crafted beard like yourself, but I just cannot. I'm follically challenged. Not everybody is, you know, as blessed as some of us are. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, and the, but, up, but up top, you're much better off than I am. I, that is true. That is true. <laughs> and, uh, and we're recording this before the new year, so you got your Christmas flannel going on. So I appreciate everything that you're bringing today. Bring, bringing the lumberjack today. Bringing the heat, baby. Uh all right, so let's kind of jump in. So you're pretty passionate about helping churches grow. Uh, man, I love how you you really help churches and organizations with strategy um, as well as some of the the practicals. So um, what are you what are you seeing uh, these days? How how are we going into the new year with uh, the churches and, and organizations that you've worked with? Yeah. So the biggest the biggest areas of church growth uh, I see are happening with churches who aren't waiting around for people to come to their church. They're, they're going out into the community and they're yeah. getting those people, you know, through events, through serving opportunities, through digital. Uh, so there's, I, I just think the days of passive sitting around waiting for people to, to come into your building are, are, are gone. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm seeing. That's, that's really killing it. Do you see that? And I know I'll ask you a little bit more about this later on, but um, did you see that? It's not a COVID thing. Like you, you saw that pre, we saw that pre COVID too, like, uh, you know, gone are the days of, of hoping that people will show up. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, COVID, I think with, with a lot of things, COVID has just accelerated it or highlighted it. Uh, but yeah, you know, for the past two or three years, this phenomenon has been happening where if you really want your church to grow, you've got to think outside the outside the walls. What are some practical things that maybe you suggested to churches that would be a, a practical way that they can go out and reach people? Um, so what I've seen is um, people doing events. Uh, and 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 don't think when I say events, don't think of big fall festival, come to our parking lot, you know, or come into our building type events. But um, an example of of something that I pre-COVID that I saw that was really cool was a church that uh, bought a bunch of inflatables that you know, like jumpy houses that you that you blow up, mm-hmm. and some generators, and went into the local neighborhoods in their community and set those up. And, you know, brought a grill and grilled some hot dogs and a cooler with some Cokes and juice pouches. And just in the common area, you know, on a Saturday morning, 
provided a you know a little family event for uh, the kids in that neighborhood, and you know they did it in all the different subdivisions in their area. Uh, so just you know little events like and and didn't put a sign up, didn't put a banner up, didn't hand out cards, didn't say we're from whatever church, but people would would walk up and say, hey, who who are you and why are you doing this? Mm. And it just opened an opportunity for them to say, yeah, we're just you know we're with church up the street and we're just you know here to, to to pour into the community. Just thought it'd be fun. And you know the next Sunday, all these people just poured into their into their service. Yeah. Uh, you know because of that or you know, serving, serving the community. So, you know, providing tons of, you know, paper goods or canned foods or whatever for the local food bank and word gets out that they're doing that. And they tell the story of how, you know, serving in the community has really impacted the church and people, it just, word gets out and, you know, that's how, that's how churches grow. Yeah. Um, and then, and then there's digital things as well, which I, you know, we could talk about if you want to, but um, just, just triggering the mindset of, Hey, we got to go out into the community. And and when you do it with the right motives of not growing your church, but serving the community, um, Hey, what do you know? It, it grows your church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. God, God um, blesses it. So uh, obviously uh, us as a ministry is all about helping churches with their worship experience, but the worship experience is not the end all be all. I mean, that, that is not the church. Uh, you know, it, it is one thing that you do as a church. But um, one thing I, I know that you talk about is that Sunday mornings might not be the the, the best center of activity it, for church life anymore, that it might be kind of spread out against uh, a, a number of things, right? Yeah, when I was when I was creative director at a church, I hated this thought. <laughs> so, so people listening to this may, may really want to push back against this, but I really believe it now that I'm kind of outside the, you know, the mm-hmm. weekly grind of producing services. Um, I, I think that Sunday might not be the central hub. of it, it is for a lot of churches, but maybe it shouldn't be the central hub of activity because people aren't just waking up on Sunday mornings thinking, oh, it's church day anymore. That, that's yeah. not the norm. That's actually abnormal. Even before COVID, that was, you know, what what was it? The, the most dedicated person showed up once every four weeks. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now it's probably once every 12 weeks with a yeah. mask, <laughs> with a mask on or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, Sunday morning just isn't the, the center of activity for your community. So it shouldn't be the center of activity for your church and asking, how do we get people to our church building? I think is the wrong question or how do we get people to show up on Sunday mm-hmm. is the wrong question. It's how should we be getting the life of the church out throughout the week into the community. Um, I think it's important to take worship and the sermon. Those are still extremely important elements of church life, but it's important to take those um, to the, to the community throughout the week, not just focus on Sunday morning. Yeah. So give me some practical ways there. How do I take my Sunday beyond Sunday? How do I, what are the elements of the worship experience that I can use to reach people digitally um, maybe or, or in other ways during the week? Well, I, I think it's for one thing, instead of preaching a, you know, 45 minute sermon on Sunday, you preach 45 one minute sermons and, you know, post those out through social throughout the week. For, for example, I think making your uh, worship available online uh, for people to access throughout the week is, is really important. I think 
having, I, I love how, um, I think it was Long Hollow in Nashville, uh, their pastor would go on line once a day and just give a thought of the day, you know, mm-hmm. as a, as a Facebook live or Instagram uh, story or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's, those are ways you can take Sunday out into the week, but I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, when, when websites moved from being people viewing them mostly on desktop to viewing them mostly on mobile devices, we started designing websites with a mobile first mentality mm-hmm. uh, instead of, instead of, you know, a desktop first mentality and then desktop became secondary. I think we need to apply that concept to Sundays. So we need to have a, uh, digital first mentality, you know, let's design, let's design worship for digital first throughout the week first, and then let's figure out how to package that in the Sunday instead of the other way around, instead of thinking, okay, let's produce this stage show. And now as a secondary thought, let's think about how to get that out throughout the week. And I love how you guys even help facilitate that Carl with your sermon kits as I was looking at them. I know you provide like social media elements uh, of those of those sermon uh, kits that you that you provide, so you know you guys are already helping to facilitate that. I think we need to I think we need to elevate that mentality a lot. So I think I think I think, I think providing you know sermon media, worship media, long format content, short format content, memes, viral content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, I think churches need to think about all the different types of ways that they can go out digitally, go out into the community. Uh, first, and then think about Sunday secondarily. That's a good point. So one thing I was going to say is the the quality level, and, and this is coming from a guy who owns a, a media company, video company. Like, I, I think you need both uh, well-produced stuff and also raw, you might say, stuff. So your 45 one-minute sermons, don't think they need to be like super-produced you know, high quality thing, like get on your phone with a selfie video and just share a thought of the day. Um, so what, do you agree with that? That kind of both and mentality on quality? hundred percent. And in fact, with certain types of content, you hurt yourself if it's overproduced. Yep. Uh, you, you know, you can lose some authenticity or, or, uh, you know, people just can see through if, if things are, are overly produced, but then, on the flip side, people need to know that you care and you're putting the time in right. and you know, that you're doing the hard work. And so that's, that's where the quality piece comes in, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's talk about media content since we're there. How important is media content to reach your community digitally? What kind of, what kind of media should churches be producing? Yeah, I think it's super important because people are consuming content at a higher rate than ever. I mean, I think about my kids, they, they sit at home and instead of, you know, talking to, talking to each other or playing with each other, they're, you know, they're watching YouTube videos or they're watching TikTok videos or they're, yeah. you know, consuming content on Instagram. And even, even their interactions are over content. You know, we used to go to the mall on a Friday night and walk around. I'm probably You're showing I'm your age. My, yeah, dating myself and telling, <laughs> telling lots of uh, a mall. What is a mall? Yeah, what's a mall? But we used to do that. Now, you know, now my kids connect with their friends over video games. You know, so they're yes, they're 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 uh, interacting with each other over interactive media, interactive yeah. content. And so I think the church has got to lean into that. And there's a few out there that do that really well. But you know, again, 
we've got to think about interactive content. We've got to think about inspirational content. Uh, we've got to think about long form, you know, uh, providing people who prefer to consume, you know, their, their spiritual content over a, a course, you know, or, or multiple videos at people who prefer short form content. Hey, just give me a nugget I can use in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, devotional nugget. Um, we need to think about, and, and it's really hard, but we need to think about content that can go viral. Um, right. So, yeah, I think I, it's a lot of pressure and, and I don't think it, I think we make it into too much pressure. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be difficult or complicated, but I think right. we need to think about all the different types of ways that we can produce valuable content and media for our community. Well, it sounds self-serving to say, I think that churches need to budget uh, more money and be, be more intentional about the the resources they're pouring into media content. Uh, but let, let's take the financial piece out of it for a second uh, uh, and just think through if we're digital first uh, and that's how we're reaching, you know, being uh, our mindset needs to be, we need to be pouring our resources into equipment, into, uh, you know, having either an in-house team or an outsource team like us producing media content consistently. Um, so how important is that in your eyes and how important is consistent content, a, a, a continual stream? I think consistency is probably more important than, uh, than the type of content and the yeah. quality of the content. Yeah. But, but to your point, um, churches do need to budget toward it. They do need to staff toward it. But the great thing is there's more resources available. There's more, uh, there's more equipment resources. <laughs> I mean, you can do this with a, with a phone now and get really high quality. Right. Uh, but, but you still need to budget, you know, for the phone and for the stabilizer and, you know, for a light ring or whatever. Um, but, but those, that equipment is attainable and the other resources, the media resources like you guys provide, you know, it's, it's attainable now. Whereas, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you might've had to pay a thousand dollars for a bumper video. That's right. That. Now you can go to 1230 and get it for, you know, whatever you guys charge. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so it's, so it's, it's, the pressure is there in that you've got to do it. You got to do the work and we can't be lazy but the pressure's off because there's a lot of resources available to us and the, d- the delivery methods are free, you know? And so you just gotta, we just, the problem is, and, and this is probably offensive, but the problem is we don't want to put in the work and we're not seeing the results because we don't put in the work, but if you're willing to, then all right. the resources are there. Yeah. And I agree. This isn't something that you can do for two weeks and then, then fall off the bandwagon. Like consistency is the name of the game. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I agree with that. And, it, and it's difficult because if you do it for two months, you may not see results yet. You know, it may right. take you six months of consistency uh, or eight months before. And that's, that's a little discouraging, but you just gotta, you know, you just gotta trust that it is going to produce results. Yeah. And I don't know if there's too much of a choice. Like this is something that you have to do. You have to be engaged online digitally. Uh, you have to be like, uh, you know, if you're not, you're, you're behind. Um, we've talked about this a little bit, but t- tell me some ways that we can repurpose our Sunday morning content to reach people um, d- during the week. Is there, I, I know you mentioned a, a few ideas, but uh, do you have any more as far as like uh, maybe quotes from the sermon or worship or taking 
you know, clipping out the sermon, uh, th- things like that. Are there are other ideas that come to mind. Yeah, those are all really good ones. Um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk did a did an, another controversial person to mention because because his language is not exactly church friendly. But yep. he did a uh, he did a series a while back, and it was you know how to take one piece of content and get thirty pieces of content out of it. Um, but we just have to be creative. You know, if you if you go through the trouble of shooting a video, put it on all the social platforms and then write a blog post, you know, from it and yes. then cut it up into little, little clips uh, and then, you know, broadcast those all, all around and have a graphic designer, you know, create memes from it or create uh, graphics from it and post those um, and then make it, you know, make it where people can share it with their friends easy, easily, uh, you know, and then post it to YouTube. So you get the SEO value of it and post it to Vimeo. So it looks good, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, so, so I think it's more about being creative than it is about the specific things you can do because the sky's the limit. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can print it on a banner and hang it from the front of your church. So people mm-hmm. see it as they drive by, I, you know, this really the options are unlimited. Um, so I, I would say it's up to each, each individual context to be creative with it. Yeah. And to that point, uh, and I, I learned this early on from a business standpoint too, like, people are not engaging. You're not important enough that people are engaging in every single one of your platforms all the time. So if you take one piece of content and make it a blog post and make it a podcast episode and make it a sermon and make it a, you know, social media graphics, the chances of people engaging in all those platforms is lower but even if they do, they're consume. You know, it takes what seven times for people to digest the information. So you're yeah. you're win win both ways. Um, people, I, I've never heard. Um, gosh, you just repeat the same thing over and over and over in a million different ways. I I don't hear that. I don't hear any churches that say that people complain about that. Oh. Um, so yeah, one piece of content used as many different ways as as you can, I think, is a win. Um. All right. Uh, tell me about, uh, we talked about a community events a little bit, but any other ideas for digital outreach? How can I um, connect with people in my community? How can I move from mindset of they're going to come to us to I'm going to go to them? Yeah. So this is a passion of mine. I, I think churches don't think enough about the felt needs of the people in their community. So for example, what is the soccer mom What's her big struggle as she's taking her kid to soccer practice? Well, my kids are sitting back there. They have their AirPods in. They're not talking to me. I feel disconnected to them. I feel like I'm not being a successful mom. Well, okay, what if your church produced a resource, just a PDF or a video uh, that, or, or, or you know, posted on TikTok or a swipe series on Instagram of ways to get your kids to talk to you about spiritual things on the way to soccer practice or hockey practice? You know, that's a huge felt need that the church, that the children's ministry and the church should be able to answer really easily. You know, throw it together, put it out on your socials for moms to get, you know, just a really easy way to, to meet the need. Or, um, you know, what if what if you ran Facebook ads that talked about your divorce care program? You know, you let people know about how to get connected with that. That's a that's a digital way to connect to people in your community. That happens to be one that will probably get them in your building which I don't think should be a primary objective, but churches need to think about these tools that businesses are using digitally 
you know, if, if you were going to open a furniture store, how would you get people into your furniture store? Well, you talk about why people need furniture and you would provide resources for people that, that led them to think, oh yeah, I need to go buy a new couch. So do the same thing for your church. Think about, well, what needs the people in our community have? And there's so many of them and then meet those needs, whether, you know, it's through a resource or through a course or a class or a get together, uh, things like that. I, I think churches could really, really leverage what businesses are leveraging and turn this technology for, for purposes of good. Okay, so let's bring COVID into the mix. How do I do big events uh, with COVID in mind? Obviously, you mentioned this, we can't do big fall festivals, Christmas, you know, big Christmas events. Tell me how we do big events in the age of COVID, unless you see it going away anytime soon. Well, that's a whole other topic, but (laughs) even if it doesn't, I think we still, I think people are still going to be germ conscious going forward for for a long, long time. So, you know, even if COVID disappeared from the planet tomorrow, I think we still need to think about this. Um, To answer that, I would say, yeah, you can't do big events. you know, this is not safe, but you can go hyper, hyper small, hyper local. So for example, what if you encouraged all the men in your congregation to invite five of their friends to go to a driving range or to top golf uh, and just have a little discipleship or fellowship, you know, time together. Uh, that's, that's t- helping the men in your community, in your, in your congregation, get out into your community. Or my wife and her friends in our small group, when we were in COVID lockdown uh, said, Hey, let's, let's do a women's porch night. And they would go over and uh, drink hot cocoa and sit on one of the ladies porch, you know, about five or six of them and would just fellowship together and and read through the Bible, but they stayed distanced. Um, So, you know, they went, they went small instead of going big, but it was still, you know, a community type uh, uh, church event. Um, I know like Westridge church has done uh, Christmas uh, where you can pull up in your car and, and watch a Christmas light show in the past that would work during COVID and would be a great community outreach event. Again, that one just so happens to get people in your church parking lot. So, you know, that one actually does bring people to the church building. I know the crossing church in uh, St. Louis did a, a drive-through uh, celebration. I, I don't know all the details of it, but, Basically, it was all curbside. So, you know, people would drive up and they'd give them a goodie bag and um, it was a big community outreach event. So I think I think there are ways if you get create again, your creativity is your limit. But there are ways that you can do this. That's COVID safe. I think you could do. Well, actually, I know of a church that did the same same kind of thing uh, when schools were opening back up. They did a, a backpack, you know, school supplies drive. Uh, but it was instead of you know coming to church and, and get your backpack, it was drive through. Um, so that's, you know, that was a way to meet some needs for people in the community without, uh, you know, without having to have a big group of people gathered. So yeah. I think it's doable. I don't, I don't think we should let COVID be an excuse to keep us from reaching out to the people in our community. Yeah, I agree. Um, so once they're there, let's talk about follow-up. Once they're there, how do I make sure that they don't fall off the planet afterwards? What's the, what's some <laughs> best ways to, to follow up with people? I think follow-up is so essential. And the first key is to make sure you get their information, uh, which seems like a duh kind of a thing, but we often forget to do that. When I, when I coach churches on, on 
following up on their events, it's amazing how many of them hadn't thought about, oh yeah, we're gonna let people drive into our parking lot and watch the light show. We haven't we haven't got their information. So, you know, you can do that through a you know a written connection card, communication card, or you can have people text you something for a chance to win a prize mm-hmm. or uh, you know, if you do something where you provide food, you have them you know, give their name and email in exchange for their, their food voucher ticket or whatever. Um, you know, if you're providing refreshments, that's an easy way to get, get their information. And then once you have their information, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of email drip, drip sequences. Uh, you know, again, we use these in, in business context all the time, but a lot of times churches don't think about it. But I like to do a five to seven email sequence that, again, a addresses felt needs. It doesn't promote the church. Maybe in the last one you mentioned, hey, join us this Sunday for Christmas Eve services or whatever. But in generally, the purpose isn't to promote the church. It's to connect to people and get them to, to see you more and more as someone who cares about them. And, um, you know, so again, those, those resources that I was talking about before, how to get your kids to talk to you uh, on the way to soccer practice or, you know, five family devotions to have, you know, before Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, you know, you you have to figure out what would work in your local context, but um, just drip those out, out to them over the next four to six weeks. And, and by the way, I have some of these that I've done for fall festivals and for Christmas follow-up. So, you know, people want to reach out to me on social, I can, I can definitely get those in their hands, but um, yeah, follow-up is huge. It's key. So one thing I, I talked with, uh, we both know Tyler Smith at, at Texton Church, and uh, one thing I talked to him about when it, when it uh, comes to follow-up is the three things, name, uh, email, and phone number. That's it. So when, when, they're, when we're doing a digital connection card, that's what he suggests that you, that you get. Any more than that, you don't need yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can pick that uh, more information up later. But if it's short, to the point, more people are uh, more likely to fill that out. Would you agree with that approach? 100%, 100%. And, you know, whether it's texting church or Clearstream or, or whoever, you know, you use for for texting, I'm a big fan of it because it, it automatically collects some of their information for you. And then, you know, that's yet another way that you can drip content out, out to them yeah. uh, and follow up with them. So. Well, awesome, man. Well, uh, as we wrap today, tell me um, any any other ideas for meeting the felt needs of the community. Um, uh, we've we've circled on this a lot, and I, I love the approach because it definitely. It, I mean, it takes work because you know it's not just sitting back letting people come to us. It is uh, us doing the work of trying to find the felt need. Um, so, kind of wrap a bow on this conversation for us. How can we meet the felt need of our community so that they can. Um, come and experience Jesus at our church. Yeah, it's it's super important to, to have empathy and to get outside of your own brain of how do I get people to come to my church versus how do I meet the needs of people? And, and you got to even think beyond, you know, ultimately we want to meet their spiritual needs, but first we got to meet their felt needs. Uh, and, and those aren't always what we think about or, or what, you know, what they might look like up front. You got to think about their emotional needs and their the things that they're thinking about that they're not telling anybody or that they wouldn't admit out loud. Yeah. Uh, and if you start, if you start meeting those needs and people are going to dial into what you're doing spiritually and what you're doing at your church and, and people are going to start, start showing up uh, seemingly out of the blue, but it's because you're meeting, meeting a need. 
Um, and you might need to get an outside, you know, an outside voice to come in and, and help you look at that. Uh, I know a lot of churches that feel like they're meeting felt needs, but when, uh, you know, when they bring somebody in to take a look, it's, well, you're really meeting your own need there. You need Good to expand point. this view a little bit. So yeah, I would encourage, you know, I'd encourage pastors, church leaders to, to grab a coach and just get an outside pair of eyes to look at what you're doing. You make a very good point in that don't make a felt need your need, like really hit the felt need, um, you know, get, give the, the bottle waters away or do a gas um, fill up thing, not with maybe no intention of, of anything back for you um, or, or the community event block party. All those ideas is, is to uh, love on the community, not, uh, you know, force people or, or push people to your church to, uh, for, for, for that. So yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, cool. Well, man, uh, how can we keep up with you? Um, how, tell me about mission align and what you guys do there and how we can connect with you there. Yeah. So mission align is for mission minded organizations, uh, to, we come in and help them with their messaging and their marketing to make sure that they're accomplishing their mission. It's so easy to, uh, if you get it just a little bit out of alignment with your messaging and your marketing, you can totally miss the mark that you're going for. So that's our goal. And we love, we love helping organizations with that. Um, you can find out more about that at missionaligned.com. And I am on all the social media channels at Chuck Scoggins. So I'd love to connect and uh, hear any pushback or, or answer any questions or provide any resources I can there. Yeah. Well, man, uh, love what you're doing. Thank you for, for your love for the church and, and everything that you do for, uh, for our uh, industry and our community. And uh, man, just appreciate you. Thanks for the time today, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Wake up, make it on time. Learn this, post that, work out, go out, repeat. Wake up, make it on time. Learn this, post that, work out, go out, repeat. Wake up, make it on time. Learn this, post that, work out, go out, repeat. Wake up, make it on time. Learn this. Post that. Work out. Go out. Repeat. 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 Wake up. Pardon the noise. This is the sound of freedom. I'm free. evaluates life and purpose. You and I have one life to live. Only what we've done for God in Christ will last. Everything else is wood, hay, and trouble. Jesus, our master, our savior, the hound of heaven, is chasing us down, down, down. We should be creative, 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 creative. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast this week. Next week on the show, I'll welcome my friend Mark McDonald. Mark has over 30 years of experience as a former creative director of a large Canadian ad agency. Yes, we allow Canadians on the podcast. He's also been a director of communications, a Bible teacher, and president of his own church branding agency. He's the author of Be Known for Something, 
and we're going to spend two weeks going through Mark's book. You'll learn how to create a thread that runs through every aspect of your church and ministry areas. He's a master. I learned so much from Mark, and I know that you will too. That starts next week on the show. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences at your church this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.